Hey, it's Beth here, episode 463. Okay, I, you know, I, I'm adhering to, uh, to, my nephew used to call it potty time, to toddy time, and I'm hungry, so this is what I'm doing. I'm eating again, which is kind of weird, and the cashews aren't completely cutting it, so I'm like, what did I used to do? And I really find eating stupid food so boring. I'm just so sick of it. I'm so sick of dumb food. I can't, that, I think that's why I enjoy having wine instead. It's just so, every potato chip tastes like every other potato chip. I'm just tired of eating the same things for 65 years. You know, I guess I started eating food really when I was four, whenever. I mean, when I started looking at it, the same dinner every night, you know, chicken everything was chicken my whole life was chicken I feel like that again so I'm gonna fight back and I'm like what did I ever like and I, w I remembered that Debbie my old buddy my old writing partner she the way we met was she came over for dinner I forgot that they were coming so I took frozen chicken out of the freezer threw it in the oven got that little pad off after 20 minutes which is important and cooked it had nothing to serve it with made barbecue sauce out of um, Worcestershire sauce and ketchup and uh, found all these frozen vegetables, just <laughs> little bits of frozen vegetables, bag after bag, threw them all together, put a bar of butter in there. And, you know, stupid potatoes. I had a bunch of potatoes with eyes of those ugly things. You've got to scrub those off, throw them in the oven, but you put, when you're desperate, you put oil on them and salt and pepper. And you throw them in a hot oven. And this oven was hot because I got a phone call from Kit saying, well, we'll all be there in about an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, who all will be here? Oh, my friend Jim and his wife and three children. I was like, what? So this oven was on like 475. Everything turned out great. Debbie said, how did you make the chicken? How did you make the barbecue sauce? I told her the whole story, the truth, the absolute truth. And she said, oh my God, we're writing a cookbook. You know, the how-to cookbook, recipes in three minutes in one pan. We never got it off the ground. We actually don't know anybody. We, we wrote a, our first screenplay instead. We went to screenplay school at UT, one night a week, and we wrote a screenplay about Barbie and Ken. It was Barbie, it was not this Barbie and Ken that's coming out. It was Barbie and Ken, and it was <clears throat> 12 years after they were married. She's got three little boys. She's got a basket ask, ass, you know, very odd figure now, wearing sweatpants, and her old boyfriend comes back to town to steal money because Ken is a workaholic. So, it was just funny and it was crazy and uh, of course it never sold because we are spectacular failures but I remembered all that and I was thinking what do you do that you like well my mother-in-law gave me a recipe for chocolate pie and it had two squares of chocolate in it over the years because I I did get a food disorder when I saw Twiggy for the first time when I was 12 I went on a starvation diet and then binged because I was starving. 
So that started me on my food disorder. Thank you, Twiggy. Thank you very much. <clears throat> but anyway, food disorder gals, we have this feeling that if you're going to do it, just do it. You know, like Nike, only you're not running, you're eating. So instead of two, you know, bars of chocolate, I first put in six and now it's up to 12. This is a chocolate pie that everyone loves. It's actually something I make. And then you put whipped cream on it, not meringue. Who cares if you have egg whites that you have to throw out? Get over it, get some whipped cream and put whipped cream on it because it's got to cut through that chocolate. And when you do it, you got it made. So that's one. My other one is deviled eggs. So, you know, I actually I make deviled eggs. The whole problem with deviled eggs is getting the shell off. I have made deviled eggs that have frightened people because I can't get the shell off. And it just looks like, it just looks terrible. So I, now I've got, I put a whole bunch of salt and a whole bunch of um, vinegar in the pan while I'm doing it. And I ice it down and then I crack them, put them back in the ice water and they, it turns out much better. Okay, so that is what I did with that. That's the hardest part. The second hardest part is it doesn't taste good enough for me. So instead of all mayonnaise, I use four tablespoons of butter, salted, softened butter, just on the counter to where it's really soft. Put it in a little um, food processor and then add a little bit of ground mustard and maybe white pepper if you have it or other pepper if you don't have it and who cares anyway if you don't have any pepper who cares smooth it smooth it smooth it then I don't have that pastry bag so I just use the plastic bags that the vegetables come in put it in a plastic bag put a little hole with a knife in one end squeeze it down put it in all the eggs and then because you always have these left over for some reason you thought you could make tacos you've got sliced jalapenos in a jar, okay? Get them out, rinse them out, get them wet, get, get a lot of that jalapeno stuff off of them, get the seeds out, so then you've got these perfect little circles. Put them on top of the deviled egg. And even if, you know, I was gonna write a Sylvia Plath's cookbook because my eggs, when, when these, when the shell does not happen well, when it doesn't come off well, the egg is all mottled, the egg white is all mottled, it's all ripped up, and it just looks like this woman has a problem, right? So, remember the salt, and I mean like two tablespoons of salt, and the vinegar, who cares if it smells bad, your eggs are gonna slip off the shell. They're gonna be pretty, people aren't gonna laugh at you. This is what you want, but the thing is, I mean, kid played in poker tournaments and the guys would beg for these deviled eggs. It's the butter. It's the butter. It makes it better, as in so many other things. Okay, like this. Like I wanted to make, Kit went to Italy with another woman, not me, before we got married. I'm over it. But he had gelato, like in the early 70s, in Florence. He said it was like... A spiritual experience okay I believe him and I've been trying to make gelato ever since 
I finally nailed it and it's crazy. I got an ice cube, an ice cream maker, a real expensive one, a real cheap one. I've been doing it for years. Throw them out because I'm so devastated because it's not that good. Finally, I find a recipe and it's that good. And it's not even with the machine. It's so stupidly easy. All it is is cocoa, whipped cream, and condensed milk, sweetened condensed milk. That can that you thought you were going to use for Thanksgiving, now you've got to use, now you, now you can use it. I did that, made it once, and a little vanilla. Okay, you've got that too. Then I decided what would make this even better. So the second time I made it, on the stove, very low heat, I put in four tablespoons of butter, there is a theme here, and two or three, I can't remember, Ghirardelli kind of flat cooking chocolates. Okay, it was amazing. Butter made it better. I love it. So that's my thing, just do it. Then Frances came over over yesterday and she's amazing. And she, we were gonna go out to lunch, but she, I think she had enough of me. I looked at her, I said, be brutal, be brutal. Would you like to go out to lunch with me or should we make a sandwich here? I think she got, I think sometimes I'm a load too much of a good thing and so she was like Can we just have a sandwich here can you imagine I'm like sure what do you want I had roast beef she doesn't like roast beef I had a can of tuna I'm like oh god I hate the way it smells I hate everything about it she said I know how to cook I know how to make a tuna sandwich I'm like fine show me how you do it so of course it was in water that's great she rinsed it she didn't even rinse it not really not like crazy put it in a little bowl added the regular stuff, including maybe one sweet pickle, mayonnaise, but then she added a tablespoon of mustard. She, I had Dijon, she said it doesn't matter, yellow, whatever. It cuts the tuna flavor. I'm like, yeah, sure it does. It did. It tasted so fresh. It was crazy. So there it is. Next time you're making tuna fish, add a tablespoon of any kind of well, I'd say Dijon, just add it, and you will not taste the tuna. It's it's bizarre. It's wonderful. So that's easy. Now here's a food disorder gal winner. Hot dogs. Okay, sometimes you want a hot dog. But I wanna, when I was a teenager, Susie and I would go to this little hot dog place, but it was, it was in Manhasset and it was on the mile and it was really nice. And he had, Crocs, I think it was a Belgium chef or something. He had Crocs of sauerkraut on the table. And so we'd go and get two hot dogs and we would use the entire crock of sauerkraut. And I forgot how much I loved that. So I just got a jar of sauerkraut, sauerkraut rinsed it, which is the big thing, put it on the stove. Well, first I put in, I wanted to do caraway seeds. I didn't have them, so I put poppy seeds in the pan, dry, for like a minute till I could smell them. Then I added the sauerkraut. Then I added two tablespoons of butter. There is a theme, okay? And cooked it up. And then I added a tablespoon of sugar. But it was a lot of sauerkraut, like two cups. Then I took my little hot dog, put a little mayonnaise and a little mustard on it and put this whole glob 
huge mountain of sauerkraut on top. It was delicious. The Germans and actually even um, people in America say that sauerkraut is better for your gut than those probiotic pills that people take. And I don't even care, maybe it's true, it doesn't matter. It's not bad for your gut. It's got no calories in it. And I am happy because when I'm hungry, I want that much food. It's fantastic. Put a little pickle in last time, a couple of pickles, gherkins, you know, no, the cornichon, the little ones, threw them in with the sauerkraut, had a little party with myself, zero calories, maximum fun. So that's a winner if you're hungry and I'm getting hungry because, you know, five o'clock doesn't come soon enough for me. Another one that I had, but this is a big one and we don't do it very often, we used to, but it's hard now, fried chicken. Okay, I make really good fried chicken because I put all kinds of seasoning in that, that flour. Just go crazy. But the thing that I do that sets me apart is I put that flour seasoning underneath the skin and then I let it dry out a little bit. So the skin on top crackles away, the flavor's on the bottom, I got it all going and then when I make the cream gravy, what you have to do, and it's not even cream, it's just milk and a little flour, all the flavoring of that flour, and I've still got some left over if I need it, makes it even better. That's a winner that we don't get to do very much anymore because really hard to digest when you are 70, but we'll do it again. Now, the, the big thing I'm trying to do is when Kit was a little boy in Decatur, I'm trying to make him happy lately. I don't know what's going on. I'm just so in love with him. But anyway, he had this neighbor, had this housekeeper named Maddie. And every Wednesday, Maddie would make yeast rolls. And he would just kind of swan over as a little four, five, seven-year-old every Wednesday. And she would give him two or three yeast rolls. What a sweetheart. I mean, it wasn't her kid. She wasn't working for the family whose kid that was. She was just taking pity on this little tiny boy who was addicted to her yeast rolls. I've tried to make them since we got married. I failed miserably, put it on the back burner for 40 years, and now I'm back. And I make a pretty yeast roll, but it doesn't smell like yeast. So, what I do is, I fail, okay? I mean, it's not the smell, it's a little bit of the smell, added twice as much yeast, got yeast online from some great yeast factory in Mexico. I mean, I'm trying to get that yeast thing to happen. It's not happening. So I found out it's not yeast rolls, it's, it's refrigerator rolls. And if you want your yeast rolls to smell like yeast, you gotta put them in the refrigerator for the first rise overnight so the yeast can go insane. I haven't done it yet. I'm on a quest that is a journey and I'm not there yet, but I keep trying and I will let you know if that's a success. My big success in life, my thrill that I'm giving myself now is this crazy thing, which is lobster and avocado. So what I do is those lobsters that are at the grocery store, the little ones, you know, for $9 or whatever, I buy it, bring it home. It's in its little plastic package, whatever throw it, put a hole in it, a couple holes in it, throw it in the microwave, right? For one minute, look at it, feel it, 
maybe another minute, 30 second increments. Just go for it. It'll get hot when it gets hot. You take it out of the, take it out of the microwave, put it on the counter, then put it in the refrigerator for like an hour. Get it, get it to come back into itself away from the shell. Then I use that cooking shear that I never used, that knife that came with my, you know, knife set. That, I mean, it's not a knife, it's a scissor. You know, in the front, it's got that scissor. Get that scissor out. You cut the shell on both sides. And the lobster will come out because it's cool now. Just wait till it's really cool. And if it doesn't, just go in there with your fingers and get all the meat. Okay, but this is what you do first. You, this, I've tried everything. I tried romalade, I made a Louis sauce. I, nothing's better than a little mayonnaise and a little ketchup and you mix it up on the plate and you get this like bed, this layer, a thin layer, not too thin, of those two things on the bottom. You can add a little pepper if you want, you don't have to. You've got your slices of lobster. If it's a tiny lobster, get two, it's worth it. Because the two will be like $15. This is a big thrill for you, okay? It's like, it's better than any restaurant could ever do, I'm, I'm promising you. Then you get yourself a nice, fat, beautiful avocado. You, you know, cut through the middle, you, you got the pit in the center, you use the knife, you know, karate chop the pit, twist it, get the pit out, right? Then you make slices with the knife, use a spoon, get those beautiful slices, put them on the mayonnaise and ketchup. And then take your take your little lobsters. I like to use the scissor because it keeps it in one piece. Put that on the plate. Now you're gonna die. You got this, this meal that is gonna fill you up. You're gonna be full and happy, not full and sick to your stomach. It is so luxurious. You're gonna feel like you're at the Ritz-Carlton. I do. It's better than warm cashews and feeling like you're on British Airways. I feel like I'm at the Ritz-Carlton. Nothing is better than this. I've been doing it once a week since, you know, like even, you know, I guess for three weeks now. It's a thrill of a lifetime. It's doable. It's easy. Believe me, that lobster's gonna come out of that shell. It's not a big deal. It's just a little tail. It's not scary. It'll be cooked through. Just feel it. You'll feel when it's hot. Just leave it in the microwave, hot, for like five minutes. Take it out on the counter. When it's cool, put it in the refrigerator. Oh my God, you want it cold. And you want your, oh my gosh, this is important. You want your avocado cold. I forgot. Keep your avocado in the refrigerator because it makes them last longer anyway. The avocado has to be cold. The lobster has to be cold. And you have to be there. So, that's what your food disordered gal has this week. I'll think of other things that I've done that this one, though, sends me to the moon. This is like luxurious. And, and don't add lettuce. Don't add a tomato. Don't add onion. Don't do anything. Just let it be avocado and lobster and go crazy. And I'm telling you, that dressing, it's a little more mayonnaise than it is ketchup. I know it sounds like, uh, you know, white trash. I know it does. I don't care. White trash people know what they're doing. They know. They know. And they're right. 
they're right about this. They use it as salad dressing and they're right, it's good. Especially on like a, you know, iceberg lettuce or something, but don't add anything to this lobster avocado. That little dressing, the bed on the bottom, you'll lose your mind. I'm telling you, you will lose your mind. So that's what the food disordered gal has this week. And I'm gonna have more because I'm eating again. And I don't wanna eat boring things. So that's what I'm up to. And I will be back. I'll let you know about the yeast rolls next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.